the books of the chilan balam the prophetic and historic records of the mayas of yuk by daniel g brinton this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. reading by bologna times the books of the chilan balam the prophetic and historic records of the mayas of yucatan by daniel g brinton Prefatory note. The substance of the present pamphlet was presented as an address to the Numismatic and Antiquarian Society of Philadelphia at its meeting in January 1882, and was printed in the Penn Monthly, March 1882. As the subject is one quite new in the field of American archaeology and linguistics, it is believed that a republication in the present form will be welcomed by students of these branches. The Books of Chilan Balam Civilization in ancient America rose to its highest level among the Mayas of Yucatan, not to speak of the architectural monuments which still remain to attest this. We have the evidence of the earliest missionaries to the fact that they alone, of all the natives of the New World, possessed a literature written in letters and characters, preserved in volumes neatly bound, the paper manufactured from the bark of a tree and sized with a durable white varnish a few of these books still remain preserved to us by accident in the great european libraries but most of them were destroyed by the monks their contents were found to relate chiefly to the pagan ritual to traditions of the heathen times to astrological superstitions and the like hence they were considered deleterious and were burned wherever discovered this annihilation of their sacred books affected the natives most keenly, as we are pointedly informed by Bishop Landa, himself one of the most ruthless of vandals in this respect. But already some of the more intelligent had learned the Spanish alphabet, and the missionaries had added a sufficient number of signs to it to express with tolerable accuracy the phonetics of the Maya tongue. Relying on their memories, and no doubt aided by some manuscripts secretly preserved, many natives set to work to write out in this new alphabet the contents of their ancient records much was added which had been brought in by the europeans and much omitted which had become unintelligible or obsolete since the conquest while of course the different writers varying in skill and knowledge produced works of very various merit nevertheless each of these books bore the same name in whatever village it was written, or by whatever hand, it always was, and today still is, called the Book of Chilan Balam. To distinguish them apart, the name of the village where a copy was found or written is added. Probably in the last century almost every village had one, which was treasured with superstitious veneration. But the opposition of the padres to this kind of literature, the decay of ancient sympathies, and especially the long war of races, which, since 1847, has desolated so much of the peninsula, have destroyed most of them. There remain, however, either portions or descriptions of not less than sixteen of these curious records. They are known from the names of the villages respectively as the Book of Chilan Balam, of Nabula, of Chimayo, of Ka'ua, of Mani, of Oxcutscab, 
of Ixal, of Tihasuko, of Tixicacab, etc., there being the names of various native towns in the peninsula. When I added that not a single one of these had ever been printed, or even entirely translated into any European tongue, it will be evident to every archaeologist and linguist what a rich and unexplored mine of information about this interesting people they may present. It is my intention in this article merely to touch upon a few salient points to illustrate this, leaving a thorough discussion of their origin and contents to the future editor who will bring them to the knowledge of the learned world. Turning first to the meaning of the name Chilan Balam, it is not difficult to find its derivation. Chilan, says Bishop Landa, the second bishop of Yucatan, whose description of the native customs is an invaluable source to us, quote, was the name of their priests, whose duty it was to teach the sciences, to appoint holy days, to treat the sick, to offer sacrifices, and especially to utter the oracles of the gods. They were so highly honored by the people that usually they were carried on litters on the shoulders of devotees. Unquote. Strictly speaking, in Maya, Chilan means interpreter, mouthpiece, from Chij, the mouth, and in this ordinary sense frequently occurs in other writings. The word Balam, literally tiger, was also applied to a class of priests and is still in use among the natives of Yucatan as the designation of the protective spirits of the fields and towns, as I have shown at length in a recent study of the world as it occurs in the native myths of Guatemala. Chilan Balam, therefore, is not a proper name, but a title, and in ancient times designated the priest who announced the will of the gods and explained the sacred oracles. This accounts for the universality of the name and the sacredness of its associations. The dates of the books which have come down to us are various. One of them, the book of Chilan Balam of Mani, was undoubtedly composed not later than 1595, as is proved by internal evidence. Various passages in the works of Landa, Lizana, Sanchez Aguilar, and Cagaludo, all early historians of Yucatan, prove that many of these native manuscripts existed in the 16th century. Several rescripts date from the 17th century, most from the latter half of the 18th. The names of the writers are generally not given, probably because the books, as we have them, are all copies of older manuscripts, with merely the occasional addition of current items of note by the copyist, as, for instance, a malignant epidemic which prevailed in the peninsula in 1673, is, is mentioned as a present occurrence by the copyist of the book of Chilan Balam of Nabula. I come now to the contents of these curious works. What they contain may conveniently be classified under four headings. Astrological and Prophetic Matters Ancient Chronology and History Medical Recipes and Directions Later History and Christian teachings. The last mentioned consists of translations of the Doctrina, Bible stories, narratives of events after the conquest, etc., which I shall dismiss as of least interest. The Astrology 
appears partly to be reminiscences of that of their ancient heathendom partly that borrowed from the european almanacs of the century fifteen fifty to sixteen fifty these as is well known were crammed with predictions and divinations a careful analysis based on comparison with the spanish almanacs of that time would doubtless reveal how much was taken from them and it would be fair to presume that the remainder was a survival of ancient native theories but there are not wanting actual prophecies of a much more striking character these were attributed to the ancient priests and to a date long preceding the advent of christianity some of them have been printed in translations in the historias of lizana and cagaludo and some of the originals were published by the late abbe brasseur de bourbourg in the second volume of the reports of the mission scientifique au mexique et dans l'armique centrale their authenticity has been met with considerable scepticism by waits and others particularly as they seem to predict the arrival of the christians from the east and the introduction of the worship of the cross it appears to me that this incredulity is uncalled for it is known that at the close of each of the larger divisions of time the so-called katuns a chelan or inspired diviner uttered a prediction of the character of the year or epoch which was about to begin like other would-be prophets he had doubtless learned that it is wiser to predict evil than good inasmuch as the probabilities of evil in this worried world of ours outweigh those of good and when the evil comes his words are remembered to his credit while if perchance his gloomy forecasts are not realized no one will bear him a grudge that he has been at fault the temper of this people was moreover gloomy and it suited them to hear of threatened danger and destruction by foreign foes but alas for them the worst that the boding words of the oracle foretold was as nothing to the dire event which overtook them the destruction of their nation their temples and their freedom neat the iron heel of the spanish conqueror as the wide Goethe says seltsam its profitin lead dogmer seltsam vos gescheit as to the supposed reference to the cross and its worship it may be remarked that the native word translated cross by the missionaries simply means a piece of wood set upright and may well have had a different and special signification in the old days by way of a specimen of these prophecies i quote from the book of chelan balam of chumayel saying at once that for the translation i have depended upon a comparison of the spanish version of lezana who was blindly prejudiced and that in french of the abbe brasseur de bourbourg who knew next to nothing about maya with the original it will be easily understood therefore that it is rather a paraphrase than a literal rendering the original is in short aphoristic sentences and was no doubt chanted with a rude rhythm what time the sun shall brightest shine cheerful will be the eyes of the king for ages yet shall be inscribed then shall come the holy priest the holy god with grief i speak what now i see watch well the road ye dwellers in itza the master of the earth shall come to us thus prophesizes nahau pech the seer in the days of the fourth age at the time of its beginning 
Such are the obscure and ominous words of the ancient oracle. If the date is authentic, it would be about 1480, the fourth age in the Maya system of computing time between a period of either twenty or twenty-four years at the close of the fifteenth century. It is, however, of little importance whether these are accurate copies of the ancient prophecies. They remain, at least, faithful imitations of them, composed in the same spirit and form which the native priests were wont to employ. A number are given much longer than the above, and containing various curious references to ancient usages. Another value they have in common with all the rest of the text of these books, and it is one which will be properly appreciated by any student of languages. They are, by common consent of all competent authorities, the genuine productions of native minds, cast in the idiomatic forms of the native tongue by those born to its use. No matter how fluent a foreigner becomes in a language not his own, he can never use it as he does one who has been familiar with it from childhood. This general maxim is tenfold true when we apply it to a European learning an American language. The flow of thought, as exhibited in these two linguistic families, is in such different directions that no amount of practice can render one equally accurate in both. Hence the importance of studying a tongue as it is employed by natives, and hence the very high estimate I place on these books of Chilan Balam as linguistic material, an estimate much increased by the great rarity of independent compositions in their own tongues by members of the native races of this continent. I now approach what I consider the peculiar value of these records, apart from the linguistic mould in which they are cast, and that is the light they throw upon the chronological system and ancient history of the Mayas. To a limited extent, this has already been brought before the public. The late Don Pio Perez gave to Mr. Stevens, when in Yucatan, an essay on the method of computing time among the ancient Mayas, and also a brief synopsis of Maya history, apparently going back to the third or fourth century of the Christian era. Both were published by Mr. Stevens in the appendix to his Travels in Yucatan, and have appeared repeatedly since in English, Spanish, and French. They have, up to the present, constituted almost our sole sources of information on these interesting points. Don Pio Perez was rather vague as to whence he derived his knowledge. He refers to ancient manuscripts, old authorities, and the like, but, as the Abbe Brasseur de Bourbourg justly complains, he rarely quotes their words, and gives no descriptions as to what they were, or how he gained access to them. In fact, the whole of Señor Perez's information was derived from these books of Chilan Balam, and, without wishing at all to detract from his reputation as an antiquary and a Maya scholar, I am obliged to say that he has dealt with them as scholars so often do with their authorities, that is, having framed his theories, he quoted what he found in their favor, and neglected to refer to what he observed, was against them. Thus, it is a cardinal question in Yucatecan archaeology as to whether the epoch or age by which the great cycle, the Ajo Katun, was reckoned, embraced twenty or twenty-four years. Contrary to all the Spanish authorities, 
Perez declared for twenty-four years, supporting himself by the manuscripts. It is true there are three of the books of the Chilan Balam, those of Mani, Kaawa, and Akskutskab, which are distinctly in favor of twenty-four years. But, on the other hand, there are four or five others which are clearly for the period of twenty years, and of these Don Perez said nothing, although copies of more than one of them were in his library. So of the epochs, or catons, of Maya history, there are three or more copies in these books which he does not seem to have compared with the one he furnished Stevens. His labor will have to be repeated according to the methods of modern criticism, and with the additional material obtained since he wrote. Another valuable feature of, in these records is the hints they furnish of the hieroglyphic system of the Mayas. Almost our only authority heretofore has been the essay of Landa. It has suffered somewhat in credit because we had no means of verifying his statements and comparing the characters he gives. Dr. Valente has even gone so far as to attack some of his assertions as fabrications. This is an amount of skepticism which exceeds both justice and probability. The chronological portions of the books of the Chilan Balam re partly written with the ancient signs of the days, months, and epochs, and they furnish us, also, delineations of the wheels which the natives used for computing time. The former are so important to the student of Maya hieroglyphics that I have added photographic reproductions of them to this paper, giving also representations of those of Landa for comparison. It will be observed that the signs of the days are distinctly similar in the majority of cases, but that those of the months are hardly alike. The hieroglyphs of the days taken from the Codex Troanum, an ancient Maya book written before the conquest, probably about 1400, are also added to illustrate the variations which occurred in the hands of different scribes. Those from the books of Chilan Balam are copied from a manuscript known to Maya scholars as the Codex Perez of undoubted authenticity and antiquity. The result of the comparison I thus institute is a triumphant refutation of the doubts and slurs which have been cast on Bishop Landa's work and vindicated for a very high degree of accuracy. The hieroglyphics for the months are quite complicated, and in the books of Chilan Balam are rudely drawn but for all that two or three of them are evidently identical with those in the calendar preserved by landa some years ago professor de rosny expressed himself in great doubt as to the fidelity in the tracing of these hieroglyphs of the months principally because he could not find them in the two codices at his command as he observes they are composite signs and this goes to explain the discrepancy for it may be regarded as established that the Maya script permitted the use of several signs for the same sound, and the sculptor or scribe was not obliged to represent the same word always by the same figure. In close relation to the chronology is the system of numeration and the arithmetical signs. These are discussed with considerable fullness, especially in the book of Chilan Balam of Kaoa, the numerals are represented by exactly the same figures as we find in the Maya manuscripts of the libraries of Dresden, Petz, Paris, and Madrid. 
that is, by points or dots up to five, and the fives by single straight lines, which may be indiscriminately drawn vertically or horizontally. The same book contains a table of multiplication in Spanish and Maya, which settles some disputed points in the use of the vigesimal system by the Mayas. A curious chapter in several of the books, especially those of Kaioa and Mani, is that on the thirteen Ahua cartoons or epochs of the greater cycle of the Mayas. This cycle embraced thirteen periods, which, as I have before remarked, are computed by some at twenty years each, by others at twenty-four years each. Each of these cartoons was presided over by a chief or king, that being the meaning of the word Aho. The books above mentioned give both the name and the portrait, drawn and colored by the rude hand of the native artist of each of these kings, and they suggest several interesting analogies. They are, in the first place, identical, with one exception, with those on an ancient native painting, an engraving of which is given by Father Cagaludo in his history of Yucatan, and explained by him as the representation of an occurrence which took place after the Spaniards arrived in the peninsula. Evidently, the native in whose hands the worthy father found it, fearing that he partook of the fanaticism which had led the missionaries to the destruction of so many records of the nation, deceived him as to its purport, and gave him an explanation which imported to the scroll the character of a harmless history. The one exception is the last or thirteenth chief. Cogaludo appends to this the name of an Indian who probably did fall a victim to his friendship to the, the Spaniards. This name, as a sort of guarantee for the rest of his story, the native scribe inserted in place of the genuine one. The peculiarity of the figure is that it has an arrow or dagger driven into its eye. Not only is this mentioned by Cogaludo's informant, but it is represented in the paintings in both the books of Chilan Balam, as above noted, and also by a fortunate coincidence in one of the calendar pages of the Codex Troano plate twenty three in a remarkable cartouche which from a wholly independent course of reasoning was some time since identified by my esteemed correspondent professor cyrus thomas of illinois as a cartouche of one of the aho cartoons and probably of the last of them it gives me much pleasure to add such conclusive proof of the sagacity of his supposition the first column on the right is from Landa, the second is from the Codex Troiano, the remaining four are from the book of Chilan Balam of Kaua. There is other evidence to show that the engraving in Cagaludo is a relic of the purest ancient Maya symbolism, one of the most interesting which have been preserved to us, but to enter upon its explanation in this connection would be too far from my present topic. A favorite theme with the writers of the books of Chalambalam was the cure of diseases. Bishop Landa explains that the Chilenes, as sorcerers and doctors, and adds that one of their prominent duties was to diagnose diseases and point out their appropriate remedies. As we might expect, therefore, considerable prominence is given to the description of symptoms and suggestions for their alleviation. 
bleeding and the administration of preparations of native plants are the usual prescriptions but there are others which have probably been borrowed from some domestic medicine book of european origin the late don pio perez gave a great deal of attention to collecting these native recipes and his manuscripts were carefully examined by dr berendt who combined all the necessary knowledge botanical linguistic and medical and who has left a large manuscript entitled recitarios de indios which presents the subject fully he considers the scientific value of these remedies to be next to nothing and the language in which they are recorded to be distinctly inferior to that of the remainder of the books of the chilan balam hence he believes that this portion of the ancient records was supplanted some time in the last century by medical notions introduced from european sources such in fact is the statement of the copyists of the books themselves as these recipes are sometimes found in a separate volume entitled the book of the jew el libro del judio who this alleged jewish physician was who left so widespread and durable a renown among the yucatecan natives none of the archaeologists have been able to find out the language and style of most of these books are aphoristic elliptical and obscure the maya language has naturally undergone considerable alterations since they were written therefore even to competent readers of ordinary maya they are not readily understood fortunately however there are in existence excellent dictionaries of the maya of the sixteenth and seventeenth centuries which were they published would be sufficient for this purpose a few persons in yucatan have appreciated the desirability of collecting and preserving these works don pio perez was the first to do so and of living yucatecan scholars particular mention should be made of the rev canon don crescencio carrillo e ancona who has written a good and i believe the only description of them which has yet appeared in print they attracted the earnest attention of that eminent naturalist and ethnologist the late dr c herman berendt and at a great expenditure of time and labor he visited various parts of yucatan and with remarkable skill made facsimile copies of the most important and complete specimens which he could anywhere find this invaluable and unique collection has come into my hands since his death and it is this which has prompted to make known their character and contents to those interested in such subjects read before the numismatic and antiquarian society of philadelphia at its twenty-fourth annual meeting january fifth eighteen eighty two end of the books of chilan balam the prophetic and historic records of the mayas of yucatan by daniel g Brenton.